You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. You'd like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I have horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I forgot her name. But my co-host is actually back in the studio. What's your name again? Jody Everton. <laughs> Happy to be back with you today. From Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups Program. They've been away traveling um, at the horse show, which was very, very successful. And um, it's really wonderful to have her back here with us. And we missed you. Thank you. I missed you, you too. You came back bright. I, I did. That. I did. I really did miss you. This kind of had become like our, you know, my uh, routine. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I missed it while sure. I was away. I'm happy to be back. Thank you. And Colby Hernandez is also going to uh, co-host with us and chat with us in the fifth and sixth segment about some incredible success that she's just had. Yes, I was away with Jody. You were. They Traveling. were showing yep. while I was here working. Imagine that. <laughs> We'd like to get uh, Luisa a horse as well so she can come showing That's with us. Right. <laughs> we have a great lineup. We're going to start off with some news and mentions and things. Uh, then we're going to have Dr. Adam Kayot on the show by phone because we actually don't have room for him here anyway this week. <laughs> and then we've got part two with Hall of Famer Steve Haskin from last week when he talked a little bit about the Haskell and some of the things going on there with the whip rules and, and whatnot. Very interesting segment. And we can never talk to him for just one. So we're going to share the second one with you. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games, which was such a blast, and share some really funny videos with you from those. And then we're going to close it out, the last two segments, um, with Colby and talk um, about her trophy, which we'll be showing off shortly. Yes. But first of all, let's mention Piranha, because believe it or not, in 2022, it will be 50 years for Piranha. Woo! Good job, Piranha. The most trusted name yeah. in fly spray, and we all count on it, don't for we? Sure. And actually, that bag right there, Oh, yes. That's for you. Oh, look at me. All kinds of goodies. Yeah, there you I've go. Got all, I've got all the swag. The welcome bag. So get, yeah, nice. Welcome bag with all the goodies in it, which is really nice. Nice. Um, Thank and you. then we've got a question for you from Piranha, and we're going to talk about it. Describe yourself <laughs> oh, as a horse you're trying to sell. You can comment below or message us and tell us. How would you sell yourself if you're a horse? Let me add that. GG. What do you think? Start over here. With me? I would say I'm a little temperamental. She's got a big attitude. <laughs> I um, thought you were going to say something else then. No, that too. When you said um, me, I was like, oh no, she's not going there. She's naughty. She's very naughty. Um, it's okay. I, yeah. we say ask. Oh, all right. All right. Blind. There you go. Um, and I would, would not pass a vet check. Would no. struggle with a pre-purchase exam. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, now over. I, yeah, I mean, how do you follow that? You already picked the two best ones. I <laughs> definitely wouldn't pass the vet, t- vet exam. I would say I'm probably not meant for kids. <laughs> um, maybe uh, maybe it takes more of a professional touch, you know? Okay, there you go. <laughs> Me? Experienced hand handler. <laughs> Very funny. So I would definitely be... Um, Bit naughty at times. <laughs> no such thing as a stranger. Always looking for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Driven by food. <laughs> food motivated. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. And um, I wouldn't pass a bed <laughs> So thumbs down on all the papers. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> the so owner- describe yourself. Yeah. Uh, let us know. And, and if you put something really good out there, We'll share it next week on the show yeah. and have a good laugh about That's it. I funny. might even snort if it's really funny because <laughs> oh I tend to do that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but switching up to a bit of news, unfortunately, a couple of sad things to talk. Oh, I almost forgot. I'm so sorry. Gigi's keeping me sorted out here. Um, CEP partner upgrades. Um, we are very thankful to the CEP that we're able to have the equine uh, studios here for the Horse Talk Show in the Equine Initiative building. And... Um, CEP partner upgrades, the Horse Talk Show upgraded their partnership and also Equiceptional Media, sister company founded by Gigi and I, are also new CEP partners. And these are some other CEP partners. I see a horse head on Ocala now, so that makes me want to just Google that just because there's a horse head. So anyway, well done to, um, to those new partners oh, and good. CEP upgrades. 
Uh, we love what the Chamber does. We are the only Chamber in the world with an equine initiative that we know of. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool and certainly fits in the horse capital of the world. Sure. Yeah, so I'm out of trouble now for not mentioning things. So that's good, right? <laughs> Back so on track. A couple of sad things. Hazel, who's actually a 30-year-old um, wild horse in the Corolla herd in North Carolina, very sadly was found um, deceased. She was at least probably 30 years i'm not sure but thinks that she, that she was about 30 years old but she was kind of the matriarch of the herd and she made a habit of giving other mothers in the herd a rest from their babies by going and babysitting um, and she was just mm -hmm. a very very neat old horse so um very sad but she did live out her life very happily and peacefully among the other about a hundred head of horses that are there in that herd. So I think that's pretty neat. People who go visit there and get to see them roaming, I think that's really... Uh, that's a long time. It is a long For a life. wild horse to live. It yep. is indeed. It really I mean, even, in kept, even with our help, it's a long time. But yeah. that is a really long life for a wild horse to I live. Agree. So it's it, been a very it healthy, really, really is. happy animal. Yeah, and that photo, she certainly looked, yeah, uh, for looked sure. to be healthy. So that's, mm -hmm. that's neat. Fat and happy on a beach. Fat and happy yep. on a beach. We yep. can't go I wrong mean, there, can you? Yep. Uh, don't forget um, that we have a wonderful Chamber event coming up at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Yes, we, we will be there. We have our Arabian Horse Equine 101 on September the 3rd. Um, you can sign up at that if you're a CEP partner. If you're not a CEP partner, you're still welcome to come. You can just email uh, me, Louisa, at ocalacep.com and let us know you're coming. So we have enough refreshments to yeah. go around. I think that'll be a fun event. We're planning on some hands-on and uh, very interactive. This was oh. pretty neat today. I went and actually visited uh, Jessica Harrington and Doug Walsh, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. You probably yes. saw them, lovely couple, um, that have bought what used to be, um, long time ago, uh, the Hooper Farm. And following that, it was Hardacre Farm, where my friend Jeff Garren uh, trained the horses. And they've actually bought that 157-acre farm. Good for them. And it's Crown View, View Dressage now. And, awesome. um, yeah, and Doug does his horsemanship, natural horsemanship. And that was Jador, who actually was on the shortlist for the Olympics. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow, that's amazing. Very good. Congratulations. No, awesome. That's so great. So I got to kiss and cuddle him today, so that was really, really neat. I really enjoyed that. It was wonderful. <laughs> uh, in a little bit of other... Oh, okay. I guess we're at the end of it. I, guess I just wanted to say, we'll before right I along. get to this, prayers and, and sympathies and thoughts to um, Jet Set, uh, the horse who very sadly fell, uh, the Swiss... Um, Olympic horse that fell and had to be uh, euthanized and I know the decision was absolutely the right thing to do with a ruptured ligament but mm. our thoughts certainly do go out uh, to everybody connected and really quick I'm going to mention what Gigi just popped up which you've got to google this one Edward Jenner okay. 1796 I think um, where they infected the first person um, with what they thought was a vaccine because they actually used cowpox and vaca is the Latin word for cow but they have since studied through dna and all the other stuff that they do in science that actually they don't think it was a cow they think it was a horse oh minor therefore details. it should have been called an equisine instead of a vaccine okay so i thought that was a nice little piece of trivia to find out, especially with vaccines all over like the it. news lately, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why not? No, really, it should be an equisign, which fits much better anyway in the yeah, horse capital of the for world. Sure. So <laughs> we just got the one minute sign, which means that um, we're going to go to break, but we're going to come right back in just a few minutes after the Horse Farms Forever video, who, by the way, have their summit coming up in November, which I'll have a nice PDF flyer for you next week with all the information on it. And we'll have Dr. Adam Chaos from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. He has no idea what we're going to talk to him about yet, so it could be fun. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the second segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host. <laughs> and by the way, that ringing and on the phone, that's Dr. Adam Chaos. He's ready to go. He's ready. all set. He's ready to go. He probably hasn't had his supper yet. <laughs> I hope he's not on the roof. Hi, Dr. Chaos. <laughs> No, not on the roof today. Okay, good. <laughs> I have my co-host Jody Everton here and also Colby Hernandez in the studio with us. And we haven't told Dr. K what we're going to ask him. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I, like, oh, <laughs> I know. I don't have a today. I know, it's much more fun like that, though. So the first question we have for you is, um, Jody, the question we had for him was um, if he was trying to sell himself. Yes, at as a horse. As a horse. As a horse. <laughs> <laughs> what would he say about himself? <laughs> oh, well, okay. Yes, um, we've done this so already. If I so, was a yeah. horse, what would I say about myself? To sell, um, your, to sell I'm yourself. Well mannered. Well mannered. Um, um, uh, extremely athletic. Oh. <laughs> wow. And, um, uh, you know, and nice to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. K, you sound like the whole package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't, those are my words. <laughs> I mean, it's going to get some calls on this, I think. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, um, would you pass a pre-purchase exam? Would I pass a pre-purchase exam? Yeah. Uh, that might be a little questionable. <laughs> I'm kissing spine in my lumbar area. <laughs> and uh, my flexion on my left knee might be a little positive. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. You should have heard what we said about us. <laughs> so, eh. My price might might get lowered a little bit after the uh, after the pre-purchasing thing. <laughs> you might be discounted. Yeah. I might be discounted. Exactly. Room for negotiation. <laughs> he might be a real steal. Not too bad for a forty-seven-year-old horse. <laughs> <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> so our second question for you is: Why is a coffin bone called a coffin bone? It doesn't that's resemble a, a coffin. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know that for sure, but my suspect would be is that it's buried in the hoof. Oh, that's good. That's a good guess. So the next thing I want to ask you about is apparently, I didn't know this, but August is um, Gastric Ulcer Awareness Month. <laughs> you know there's an awareness for everything every month. I mean, thank God. Right? I know. So that made me think about, like, almost all horses, especially competing show horses, race horses, have ulcers of some sort. Um, That's right. And it's a very, very high percentage. And kind of how you deal with that for, um, you know, especially, I mean, I'm sitting here with people who just got back from a horse show, and I'm mm -hmm. quite sure that them and the horses have ulcers after that. So. <laughs> Maybe us more than the horses. But. Yeah, good news. Right, right. Um, ulcers all the way around. Yes. So how you well, address that and diagnose yeah. it and, and kind of how much can you help 
competing horses that are on the road a lot and different different environments and everything right. well diagnosing it can be can be a challenge sometimes i mean the only way to definitively diagnose it is to actually do an endoscopic exam where we look at the at the lining of the of the of the stomach um so we pass an end, endoscope down into the stomach and look look for that there can be ulcerations in other parts of the digestive tract that we actually can't get to as well but being the most common type that was the gastric ulcers that happened in the stomach that's the best way that it's and and, and gold quote unquote gold standard on how on how gastric ulcers are diagnosed but you can get you know there are there are there are attributes or traits that that horses with ulcers um typically have a lot of times they'll start getting sour uh about you know being brushed or getting their tack put on or they'll have an attitude change because they weren't very capable you know or they didn't have prior prior to that mm-hmm. um so if you see any of these things uh, they could have a colic another another common thing is is chronic colics that aren't are fairly mild so mm-hmm. they'll they'll colic you give them a ban you give them some banamine they basically get better and then two three weeks later they're colicking again same deal very indicative of, of possible ulcer um you know ulcer problems or ulcer lesions the best way to treat them is to try to horses are meant to graze all day long, you know, and be out, be able to forage all day long. But obviously in our, in our management systems that we have in, in, you know, our stables these days, that makes it difficult, especially if land is um, not really available, available. Obviously you can't have them out all the time. We have medicines, we have um, antacids, uh, um, omeprazole, is, is one of those uh, actually Zantac or Ranididine just got pulled because of the adverse effects that it was shown in people but there are medicines out there that we have um, that you can treat the horses with that will help alleviate those ulcers and uh, make them a lot more uh, pleasant and happy so. yeah. and uh, do you find that um, and do you recommend people take horses that you know if they're at a show facility and they're or they're traveling or on the road if possible take them out and walk them around hand walk them and graze them and kind of just let them relax and be a horse out of the the stable environment when they can absolutely the more they can graze the better grass does it does a couple things first of all saliva is a base so it helps neutralize that acid the grass that they eat the 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 feed material actually helps neutralize that acid. So if they're, if they're swallowing their saliva and they're swallowing feed material, that helps neutralize that acid. If they're just standing in the stall all day long, their, their stomach constantly secretes this. And so you don't have any buffer. So yeah, the more they can take them out, more they can um, eat naturally, eat grass, whatever, uh, even hay um, helps with all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Grazing for sure. And, uh, and getting them out of that out of that barn, stretching their legs, walking them, and and especially if you have a safe place to take them out and walk them around a couple of times a day. So Anything not... to lower their stress level helps. Right. You know, but some horses are a little bit, you know, they're stressed out all the time, kind of like people. Sometimes, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you got your laid back ones, and then you got yeah. your ones that aren't so laid back. So, yep. you know. <laughs> Uh, have you had any um, any luck or any feedback from people about supplementation that they've used or tried that's been successful? I I've heard from some people that you know they're big believers um, in in the effects of a lot of the supplements lately. They're uh, certainly you know improved over the years. I, yeah, I try not to wade in too much about the supplements. You know, um, there's a lot of those things out there, and if you think that it helps your horse, that's fine. Um, I just try to base myself as much on science as I, as I can. And obviously there's anecdotal stuff out there by clients. I get, I get stuff just not, you know, not only, only gastric stuff, but mm-hmm. joint supplements and things like that, that they feel that their horse has done better. So I can't really wade in on, do I really recommend those? I, I'd say I probably don't necessarily recommend them, but I don't necessarily not recommend not them either. Not recommend them either, so, right. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to do a lot of studying, I guess, to be able yeah. to uh, yeah, come up with exactly. answers for people. And then they're still going to have their own answer anyway, right? So, mm-hmm. um, what about calming calming medications? Do you ever prescribe any calming medications to ever help alleviate that? Well, there's, there's calming medications out there. Um, 
certainly there's there's medications that have some tryptophan and that sort of thing in them. There's um, 30-day tranquilizers that we can give, quote-unquote 30-day tranquilizers that kind of take the edge off. Obviously, depending on what you're trying to do with the horse and whether the horse is in a show program or a training program, you have to be careful with all those um, because some of those things do test. But if, if the horse is a little bit fractious and you're trying to be safe and, and be safe for the for the rider and, and the horse as well, there's there's many options out there that, that are available that do help. And um, so it just kind of depends on that situation that the horse is in. And it's in the 90 kind of plus percentile, isn't it, of horses that show and compete that actually do have gastric ulcers. It's, um, it's quite high. Right. So, right. Right. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Adam Kayot, we don't have you here in person this week, but it is still nice to chat to you on the phone and find out what kind of horse Dr. Kayot is when he's trying to sell himself. <laughs> He's not bad to look at. No. Uh, I mean, he's a handsome chap. Yeah. yeah. Sure. He is. Thank you, Thanks Dr. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We'll, we'll have you back in the studio, I know, in the near future. Because Jody, Jody would love to have you here. Uh, yes. <laughs> I want to meet Dr. K out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Dr. Adam Chaos, I know we've got to be close to the end of this segment, but actually there's something, oh, wait, one minute. Oh, wow. uh, there's something I actually forgot to mention in the first segment I'm going to mention really quickly now, and that is congratulations to German Julia Krajewski, who actually is the first female to ever win the Olympic gold medal in eventing. Amazing. And what a nice ride. Amazing. Well done. Very impressed. We you have you help say. all of us when you ride like that out there. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, you help me look bad. Yeah. <laughs> Make us all look worse. <laughs> no. You give us something to strive for. Don't listen to them. <laughs> That's right. We're coming back with a pre-recorded segment with Steve Haskin, our Hall of Fame turf writer, as um, he, we never do one segment with him. You know that. He knows too much. He's full of information. It was incredible. So we're going to hear that second half about the Haskell and the whips and a number of other things we talked about. And then after that, we'll be back to talk about Hobby Horse Equestrian Games. So All stay right. with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, Plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, chatting to my favorite guest, Steve Haskin, our Hall of Famer. We've been talking a little bit about racing this year, and we've been chatting about uh, the what could have been very serious uh, situation in Haskell. Fortunately, Midnight Bourbon, uh, well, two blessings he got. He got to be okay and the jockey but he also got a visit from steve which you know we'd like to have one of those here in ocala so uh so lucky midnight bourbon and um certainly a situation that ended out um very well but on the on the dq side and and as steve was saying uh tis the law was really uh sort of unheard of at this point so maybe midnight bourbon's now going to move on to getting that that grade one he certainly deserves it after um after what he did in the race but um but Steve, back to kind of what you were saying, you know, he's still young enough that he can go on and, and do lots more great things, right? He is. You know, like I said, Tiz now at this time, really not many people knew about him except 
people that have seen him in California. Mm -hmm. And I like to think the same with him because he looks a lot like Tish now. Mm -hmm. Their heads are very similar. They got the same kind of markings on there. So he's the kind of horse that he just needs to find his best weapon. Mm -hmm. Whether it's whether whether it's the catch a horse, whether it's the hold off a horse, he need he needs to be ridden with good timing. So. Mm -hmm. So far, he's either been moved too soon or he's, or he's just moved too late and unable to catch a horse. But I think if he gets into a dogfight in the stretch, um, I think he's going to be like Tiz now. He's going to be very hard to beat. So I'm looking forward somewhere down the line, whether it's going to be this summer, in the fall, or even next year. Hopefully, I think that pretty sure they're going to keep him in training, trying to get a grade one. And if he stays in training next year, I think you're going to see a dynamite four-year-old, mm -hmm. as you did with Tiz now. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. And right now, you know, I don't think anybody deserves a grade one victory more than Midnight Bird. I agree. Well, you know, think about Mucho Macho Man. I mean, he just got better and better and better. And look, by the time he was, I think he was five, um, when he got the, the Breeders' Cup exactly. Classic, you know. I mean, these horses, the ones that don't get retired to the breeding shed or retired completely for some reason tend to go on and, and do better and better when they are really good horses. You know, sometimes they are those grade two or grade three horses that, you know, you don't necessarily see them shine immediately, but they actually get to stay in racing long enough to get that grade one and, and be those older horses that have incredible careers. So he certainly, he could be one of those. Um, talk to us a little bit about the, about the whip thing. I know at the Haskell that the whip thing came up, especially since the clipping of the heels they say may have been avoided had the jockey had the whip to at least warn the horse not to step over. Um, there was also some talk about maybe blinkers being taken off, could have even played into that, mm -hmm. and kind of your your feedback and thoughts on all of that. Well, the, you know, the, the blinker part I had, I had mentioned, I didn't want to go into detail because, you know, I, I, I mean, I certainly don't want to throw Doug O'Neill right. under, under the, the bus, bus. No, or anything sure. or criticize his moves because he's the trainer. Right. I just didn't understand why that they would take the blinkers off. But right. that's besides the point. But yeah. as far as the whip rule, look, we know how controversial the whip rule, rule has been all year. Right. And we really haven't heard much about it because there haven't been any big races at, at Mama. So the, the, the country hasn't been watching. So right now everything looked, you know, like it was going just nice and calm and everything was working out, even though the Mammoth Jockey Colony is majority jockeys that nobody ever heard of because a lot of riders won't ride there. A lot of the riders won't go to Mammoth to ride. So leave it to, I don't know if you want to call it the gods of racing or what, <laughs> but the, the first time Mammoth is on the national stage, the whip rule comes into focus, which is what it did right. in Haskell. And Look, I don't, I don't know why. I don't understand some people criticizing Flavian Pratt. I don't know what he did wrong. I mean, the horse just drifted in. He he didn't touch him at all. Right. He had him. He, it's not like he. I don't. He didn't angle him, and the horse just drifted. And mm -hmm. and I think if he had the left a whip, there's one thing about Flavian Pratt. If you watch his races, a lot of times when a horse turns into the stretch. He'll give him a pop left-handed to make sure he doesn't do that, to keep right. him off other horses inside of him. Right. And I, th I think one of the misnomers we have, and again, this is racing's fault for, for semantics, but it's, it, they're not whips. I mean, a whip is something, uh, you know, there was an old character, Western, uh, back in the 40s and 50s, named Lash LaRue, <laughs> who, who, who had, you know, he had this big bull whip, and he, that's mm -hmm. how he would... He never used a gun. He just used a whip. But you've seen, you see what a whip is like when you whip somebody, yes. Yes. Uh, a prisoner or something. Yeah. You know, with a cat and nine tails, whatever you want to call it. Right. I mean, this is not a whip. It's called yeah. a crop. Right. It's made of leather and the new crops. Again, I'm not for whipping horses. I've right. seen jockeys abuse the whip and I can't I stand it. hundred percent. The thing about the new, the new crops is that the horses, supposedly you can't ask them, but they don't feel it. I mean, right. there's nothing there. It, it's the pop. It's the sound they make. Yes, it is. It's so, an attention getter. When there's a right. dire situation that could cause a horse to fall or a rider to fall or both and get hurt, it is a, it's a shot across the bow. It's a warning. Hey, you know, get back right so nothing bad happens. It's not about, I'm totally against beating horses. I agree with you 100%. But I've seen these whips made in a local shop here 
in the Ocala area where they're handmade. And I have personally tried them on my leg to see, you know, hey, how's this feel? It is it is not a whip by any means or any any shape of the imagination it's not a whip it's a to me it's a safety device i think you you're keep you're carrying it on the horse more just to tell the horse hey look they know when you're carrying it believe me they're very smart they know when you've got it and um and to me it's a it, you know quite often just used to warn them hey you know you've got a 1200 pound animal you know plus plus maybe moving over and into another 1200 pound animal moving at 30 miles an hour you better have some kind of warning uh device or, or you're going to have an incident you know and this is horse sports we all love horse sports um it is. but it, let's yeah, not let's not say horse sports are not at times dangerous they are i've watched horses going over five foot fences scares the living daylights out of me sometimes when i see a, a fence fall or a horse fall into a fence you know um, oh it's horrible it, I, I find it hard to watch uh it, it can Steve, be. You know, I, yeah. I, I respect the sport of steeplechasing, and yeah, but it, I, I, it's it's just hard for me to watch. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you'll get a horse who's got tremendous amount of ability. Yeah. But sometimes they'll they get a little lazy. And yeah. They might need an encouragement. Right. All they need is a pop. Yes. So I'll give you two instances. Two horses came around the same year. Doctor Fager and Damascus, two mm -hmm. of my all-time favorites. I've written about them both. Doctor Fager, if you watch his races. The bridle obeys and hits him with the whip. He throws his tail up in the air. He doesn't want to be whipped. He will run as fast as he can on his own. He does not want to be whipped at all. Damascus is a type of horse that the jockeys would have to start hitting him at the half-mile pole. He would just get so lazy. And the races that he lost, and he lost several races in photos because he had a tendency not to go by horses. He would like to just hang on horses. Mm -hmm. And he and he would need encouragement. Mm -hmm. If you gave him the encouragement and just get him got him by those horses, mm -hmm. well, he well, he, he, he won the Trappers by twenty two lengths. <laughs> he won the Woodward Stakes, the race of the deck at the race of the century by ten lengths. Wow. He won the Arlington he won the Arlington the American Derby by seven lengths. Uh, he would destroy his opposition. Yeah. Once he once he got by them, he yeah. would just keep going and just open up. You know that and that's what's Damascus. He needed encouragement. He had a tendency I get to get it. lazy and not want to go by horses. Hey, Steve, we just got the one minute again. I don't know, but time flies when you're having fun. Because whenever I talk to you, they're the fastest segments we do. <laughs> but I want to thank you so much for joining us. You're always a wealth of information, and I I I love the way that we can. Uh, we can learn more and find out more about these very important topics. So we thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's always my pleasure. Secretariat.com if you want some of the best stories in horse racing that you'll ever read. Secretariat.com. Find our Hall of Famer, Steve Haskin. He is the best in the world on the topic of horse racing. I'm Louisa Barton. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second to none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? 
Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Luisa Barto. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Welcome back to the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Hay, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host Jody Everton, who is back from showing beautiful Arabians across the country. And also a special guest co-host in the studio here, Colby Hernandez, who we'll be talking to about a fairly large trophy that's sitting over here. Yes. I'm quite excited. <laughs> so anyway, you can comment on whether or not you like the window because we think yes. we like the window. So comment on the window. Instead of a table <laughs> in a field, we now have a window. And if there's a so. lot of likes, then maybe they'll keep the window. <laughs> ah, that's right. Like it. We'll keep it. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the hobby horse, Jim Carner, a.k.a. the stick horse equestrian game so it started out as the hobby horse gymkhana until i got a lot of text messages to say what's a hobby horse or what's a gymkhana and i said oh dear i'm too british so <laughs> translate stick horse this is not sunny sunny is actually at home i did make a sunny but anyway this is actually a stolen stick horse that poor child. Now we've got a theft going on, too. That poor kid. It's if you're felony. missing your stick I'm, horse, I'm really, that is a felony I'm really please, sorry. please comment below. Yes, comment below. <laughs> <laughs> we will yeah, get your stick horse back. To... Please return home. Oh, my gosh. Look how so, cute. We'll only return it to the person who uses the correct name. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, you have to know the yes. name. You have to the know the name. Horse. Yes. So this is one of the stick horses that actually Trisha Bell, the trainer that oh. is going to Tokyo, with her student to compete in the Paralympics, made this oh. horse. Somehow this horse jumped in my Jeep. I don't know how. It's a likely story. <laughs> Poor Trish is still looking for this probably. Very talented somewhere. stick horse. Yes, so anyway. It does have kind of an Arabian quality. It's got kind yeah. of a pushed, pushed up face. Like you know, it. she loves her Arabian, so that must yeah. be what it's it is. It's super patriotic so. too. It I is. Know. Well, you guys don't know this yet, but next year when the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games officially becomes an annual event, you're making Lots of stick horses. Okay, oh all right, God. we'll be there. I can't wait. Yes, and you can do them even Chestnut Hill Arabians colors, Perfect. And logos, and everything. We like that. They stuff. did a Very stick nice. horse uh, workshop and competition at Youth Nationals as well. Oh, neat. Yeah, that's cute. So you see, you yeah. should be really good at this. Oh yeah. But anyway, the stick horse equestrian games, aka the hobby horse Jim Carner, for those of you that are <laughs> British, um, was a huge success. It was incredible. I think we raised close to seven thousand dollars altogether between donations and sponsors. And we're sharing, if you're watching this on Facebook or on Equus TV, we're sharing some of the photos and videos as we talk about this because, honestly, you have never had as much fun until you see people riding stick horses. I mean, it's just hilarious. And we even had a little um, Aww, meet well, and greet with, um, yeah, with some live horses. Well, um, Stewie visit. Stewie mm -hmm. is an official Ocala equine on boy horse, which means he's allowed to go downtown and walk around and course with Juvia yeah. um, and show off all his his winnings and he came to do a little meet and greet with the kids and um, and he's such a sweet lovely she is amazing. so funny the way she walks him around like oh, he's the mayor of every town he he's is. in he, he is the mayor he's the mayor of Ocala <laughs> yeah if he ran he might win I think he might, <laughs> he might. Um, this is one of the stick horses they made. They actually oh made them out of mop heads and men's oh, socks cute and that is very clever she sent me videos of making these and they were having way too much fun. But anyway, it really is fun to have uh, like parties and make these. That's cute. Um, and then Honey, the miniature service horse, of course, came and visited and went over all the jumps and did all the classes. And I actually got a silver medal in the walk class because um, Honey beat me and got the gold. <laughs> wow. Because yeah. you're not allowed to jump yet. Yeah. I'm so I'm glad you didn't break doctor's orders. We had orders. the Ocala Polo Club there who oh, gave full lessons Running of around polo for polo us. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. No, no, playing polo oh on gosh. a stick you horse. They are good sports. They are such good sports. Are you kidding me? I mean, you want That's to talk awesome. about, like, um, amazing. Oh, <laughs> the Pasofino yes, demo. the Pasofino demo on the board by Frenchie. <laughs> you cannot make up how good this was. 
This has made a lot of people laugh. <laughs> oh, that is great. I know. Okay, and now we start the hunters yes. and the jumpers, of course. Oh jumpers. And this little was, warm up. Oh time. my gosh, this, this was um, so much fun to watch. What only one person went down <laughs> on their horse. Um, we did have a couple of rails knocked. Um, oh wow! Um, but They're we, jumping in tandem. Yeah, well, we it's did incredible. it. We did, and then the net. Those were the low classes we did in tandem. Oh. But then, when we got to the bigger classes, they went one at a time oh, because we didn't want it to get too dangerous. We actually had to yell at them a couple of times and tell them they were getting the horses too close. It was more like so "Chase funny. me, Charlie" in England. You which know what I, this oh, reminds me of? Did you have you seen that comedy routine that French and Sanders, the two women? that they are they go to the barn it takes them all day to get ready and they, the one horse is taking off and the other one they can't move and eventually they they just jump the, their course themselves yeah. is they're british oh, I'm gonna, oh my god i'm gonna have to um oh. so that's trisha bell you'll see oh. her in tokyo i'm sure because she'll be um she'll be there when she competes on the first competitions august 28th for the paralympics for her so um but these are the stick horses they made and they just really did a phenomenal job. And all of this wouldn't happen without Miller and Sons Plumbing, by the way. Um, they, they actually were the presenting sponsor that helped us be able to get this whole thing for together. Them. And then Equiceptional Media was there all day. Gigi was there all day sweating it out in the heat. Um, this is five-star oh eventer Daniela Mogel with Honey, this. the miniature service horse. Daniela Mogel is the only female non-military to ever compete for Mexico in eventing. And oh, wow. she came and competed... You want to talk about a woman I adore? I, I'm telling you, this woman right here is amazing. She took time out of her day. Five-star eventer. That's Kayla with Sunny. Um, she's competing in the Olympics August 28th, so she'll be in Tokyo with her horse, Dottoro. That says a lot, that and she took the time I know. to spend. She took the time to come and yeah, do that. She didn't awesome. have to do that. No. To me, that is that's a awesome. real person right yep. there. She brought some students. It's they really all nice. had an absolute blast. They were even doing trot circles before I they went it. over the course. I'm like, you're doing a trot circle? Save your energy. It's 100 degrees. You got to warm up and get and those stick Sue, horses ready. Cheesy lemonade. Who gave all the money from the lemonade that's to the so course? Nice. Oh, that's Sue awesome. is an awesome woman. There's Honey with little Dana. Oh, the freestyle. Oh, have we got the freestyle? We've got to have the freestyle. So this. <laughs> I'm so sorry we missed this. Oh my this is god! The freestyle. I mean, I'm just telling you these, these. Um, Very clever. They're just amazing. The the whole like day, the the energy and the the people and the, it, it was just a really great, uh, wonderful, wonderful event. And it's going to be annual, and we're going to grow it. We're going to have three it's a rings. Great idea. We want to have three rings. We're going to have. Um, the, we're gonna have a western ring that's gonna have barrel racing, pole bending, <laughs> and can you imagine barrel racing, pole bending, and the barrel raining. racing would be great. Oh yes. my god, the rain! What are we gonna do? Raining. Can you imagine the, the, the spins yes. and slides? Oh my god, that. yeah, that's so, gonna be fun. So there'll be a western ring, and then there's gonna be an ink, there's gonna be the hunter jumper ring with the dressage in it, which will just be the dressage, and we've got some dressage. Um, courses that Gigi found that we'll have them study and then the other ring's going to be eventing and we're going to have a cross-country course with um, a water jump and everything <laughs> they have to run through the yes. water so we're going to make this huge and annual and we, then we'll have a polo match at the end and we'll have tailgating for the polo oh so you God. can actually oh tailgate gosh. we have to go to this I know. for sure, <laughs> for sure. For sure, we will To me, be there. I think it's going to be like the event of the year. Oh, oh my why God. wouldn't it be? I, I mean, I mean, can you imagine having no. barns and, and companies all building hobby horses I think it's so and funny. for the event? I think and it'll then, be great. what? I, here's my idea. So, my idea is to have a Pims tent. You'll have to Google what Pims is. But anyway, <laughs> I a, I'm a little concerned about that. <laughs> we have a tent with Gigi sitting inside with a fan on her, nice and cool, and you can go in and have a Pims. And then you can sit and watch your videos that Gigi will have ready, little oh, clips she'll have for okay. you to look at, and photos. You've thought this out. And if you like them, after a PIMS or so, you can buy them. <laughs> and it'll be a fundraiser. You buy the little clips or the photos. Perfect. And we'll print the photo and it'll say, Stick Horse Equestrian Games 2022 on nice. it. Nice. And you'll like get it. to keep it and it, you'll be able to watch your own equitation on... <laughs> Video. Which is what we all want to watch for yes. sure. <laughs> Definitely want to analyze that video. Something else to critique. Make, That's sure, good. make sure you change leads and you know all that good oh stuff. Goodness. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I can't it. wait. And then after the pims, you can go and compete again. 
And you can Google what PIMS is. All right, we will do that. Yeah. And while we're doing that, if any of our listeners know the comedy routine, French and Sanders, you know what I'm talking about. This looks like we could use French and Sanders as an intro <laughs> for this. And I'm going to show that to Louisa because she's going to get a big crack out of that. You just don't like that. We're coming right back and we're going to talk about y me. Colby. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it'll be Colby's turn. Stay with us on the horse talk show. It'll just be a few minutes. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the fifth segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. I'm Louisa Barton. Uh, I've got Jodie Everton here back in the studio with us from her travels. And she brought with her Colby Hernandez, who has been showing with her. And we're going to learn a little bit about Colby and this Yes. It's not better than this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just this different. is what you're going to win <laughs> next year. <laughs> I think this stolen horse needs a name. He really does. It's pretty cute. It is, oh, what's the thing of him? Freedom, I maybe. I feel yeah. like everybody oh, everybody yeah. should add their names in the comments. They should all get online and comment. Yeah, you should and get online and comment. What should we name the stolen stick horse? Um, hopefully, Kayla and Trisha are watching and they're like, that's it! They might already have a name. So tell us a little bit about you, Colby. How long have you been riding for? We had you as an Arabian at the beginning of the I show. I saw that. I saw that. I guess my title has now changed. Arabians Yeah, beautiful. you know, so it might be confusing. Right? That's a good fit. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, if we're going to add the word beauty into it, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I've, I've, you know, coming into the Arabian sport and working with some of the Arabian horses is definitely new to me. I've been a rider my whole life. I mean, from... Way back when, mm -hmm. eight years old, yeah, running around with my parents at the horse farm. I grew up riding. I did hunter jumpers for a really long time. I could tell because you were talking about it, and I was like, hey, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's definitely my world. But I, um, I took a couple years off from the hunter jumpers, and I wanted to get into doing something. I wanted to do something a little bit different. And ye many, many years ago, when I very first started riding, I actually started on an Arabian. And so part of it for me was just kind of coming full circle and just getting back into where it all began. And oddly enough, even though I'm getting back into something of where it all began, it's something entirely new and different. And so I met Joe from Chestnut Hill and I met Jody and just found my little Arabian horse family. And then before you know it, we had one horse and then two horses yeah. and they're like, they're a few more. They're like potato chips. Um, <laughs> like yeah. Just like yeah. this. I like potato chips. Right. You can't just have one. No. Yeah, no. no. You need a matching beautiful set of Variety items. works well, especially <laughs> in this sport, you know? It's... At least you have a cooperative husband. That's really important. Well, I learned early on that if they're gray, he says yes. No! So he loves the gray horses. If you come to my house, they're all pretty much all gray. That's funny, <laughs> yeah. So Colby and I actually, we met at Joe's at Chestnut Hill Arabians, but we have kind of an interesting connection and that we're both from New Jersey. And uh, one of Stephanie's... So naturally we're really loud. So we're a little bit loud. And we had a lot in common. Like I felt British. like yes. from the second I met you, I just felt like we had, we're just like, brrr, you know, just a Twitter. We sort of screamed at each other for five we did, minutes we did. and we'd be best friends. <laughs> but everybody spread out, which was good. So we had a little time to ourselves. Um, but we realized one of my... Um, 
dear dearest friends and equine mentors were Ricky and Stephanie Desiderio from New Jersey. And that is where Stephanie got a lot of her early training is in Stephanie's barn. Yeah, I got it. Yes, I when I first started I started riding around on the farm and doing things like that, but when it came time for me to actually start getting riding lessons, my very first riding instructor was Stephanie Desiderio. So mm -hmm. I grew up a Desiderio barn brat, yeah. <laughs> um, running around with Frank and Ricky and, yeah. and goofing around on all those horses, and it was amazing. I mean, I, I remember being a really little kid, and Frank Desiderio was sitting down with me and being like, you know, you should really show Arabian horses, and we're going to go to nationals, and we're going to do all these great things. And I was like, I want to go to the Olympics. <laughs> So I went to go ride on a jumper. Frank is smiling somewhere right now. <laughs> Ricky, too, knowing For that sure. this is what you're into. So yeah, when that didn't work out, I was yeah. like, you know, Arabians aren't bad. Let me go back and check <laughs> that out. <laughs> but we've both just been so inspired by Stephanie and by Ricky. And Ricky passed last year. So yeah. we thought it was worth mentioning just oh, because sure. we both just yeah. shared such a love and respect for him. Um, uh, for both yeah. of them, really. For, for Stephanie sure. is for amazing. Sure. And, and Ricky yeah. was an incredible mentor. I'm, I'm so grateful for the time that I spent with them growing yeah. up. Yeah, just wonderful, wonderful people. So that kind of kicked off the friendship. And then mm -hmm. because she likes to ride and she likes to do a little equitation where they judge more the rider. Yes. Um, that's one of the things that I, I help with. I on a hobby horse. She, she has excellent form. She has excellent form. <laughs> just saying, every, you know. So here's some pictures of her. I think this oh. was from her first show with... Uh, Pharaoh at the Scottsdale All Arabian Horse Show in Scottsdale, Arizona. It was. So that's a top ten, I believe, in the Select Hunter Pleasure class. Yes. That's a beautiful photo. Yes. Well, he's gorgeous. a beautiful horse. And oh. this is him all uh, at so Region real. 12. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is at the Region 12 Horse Show. I think performance in hand. Colby, this was performance right? halter stallions, and this was at Region 12. Yes. So to show in this class, this is a halter class specifically for horses who are also showing in a, the performance division. So they judge them, they evaluate them in hand for their ability to be a, a good riding horse. And he, look how, and on top he's of that, he's just beautiful. Isn't he gorgeous? He's amazing. And you know what he's And he his, knows it. Look at him. He's like, he I does. Know it. Plus, look at the smile on that girl's face. I mean, I this know. is a very happy owner right I there. <laughs> well, I mean, blessed, how could you not be? That's, look. That was Scottsdale. Um, we were really excited because we did two of the performance halter stallion classes. Uh, one was an open, which Joe, my you know trainer Joe Alberti, he showed him for me in one in the open, and then I showed in the amateur, and he won both of his classes. But what was really cool about those ribbons is not only did he win those classes, but he was high point for all stallions, mares, and geldings that both days. Awesome. So he was wow. really off the charts. I mean, I love the performance halter classes because it, it just gives. Pharaoh, that's my horse's name, a chance to just shine. I step yeah. out and he takes over. Oh, yeah. So, so this was at Region okay. 12. Look, we had a great show. Look at all those ribbons up there. Let me tell you, Jody earned that reserve <laughs> champion ribbon. <laughs> Just about as much as Pharaoh and I earned that reserve champion ribbon. We did ribbon. a lot of running all that day long was, for that ribbon. <laughs> that was an insane night. And you see my supportive husband is in there. Wonderful Raul is there. You'll never find one without the other. We're always together at yeah. these horse shows. And it's oh, really awesome. Really? Look how beautiful. What a great oh. shot. I've not seen this one yet. That was awesome. That what was also at Scottsdale. They are. And they really are that. No. Seriously, no, you're going to be too like, uh, We've been together for about 15 years now. I hope, God, I hope nice. I'm right on that. I'm yeah. Not sure. Mar oh my marriage God. goals. <laughs> you, yeah, and you still like each other. That's yeah. That's a big, still, uh, that's a big, they enjoy being together. That's, that's super awesome. nice. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. That's really so, amazing. Colby, why don't you tell us how you earned this beautiful yes. trophy at the Midsummer I should just Nationals. hold it. You can oh hold it. God. It's heavier than you yes. think. I know. Oh, when, my God, you could do like. Uh, yeah, you could, you could work on your arms. <laughs> when, when Jody took me to the trophy room to go get this trophy, I was so excited, and the lady handed it to me, and I was just sort of lackadaisical about it. I'm like, oh, Okay, great, thank you. And I nearly dropped it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting it I to be as it. no, mm. it's very heavy. But it's the iconic Arabian Horse Reserve National Trophy. This is the same trophy that we've been using for it does ever. The Arabian breed justice. It does. It does. It's beautiful. You know? yeah. It's and it's so typey for the Arabians, but it's beautiful. It's a wonderful I've, I've you know, I've always been somebody who very much enjoys the experience more than the ribbon, but winning this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna but say this is and this was really you great. Know, Cole only owned, has owned this horse. Uh, you bought him when last February? I bought him in November. Oh, in November. Okay, yeah. so not even a year. It's not even been a year, and we've been through Scottsdale with wins. We went to Region 12. We were champion in the Performance Halter Reserve Champion yeah. in the Adult Equitation. Then we went to Midsummer Nationals, where we were Reserve Champion Sport Horse Stallions in Hand. I mean, he's. 
this journey it has been—it's been, yeah. <laughs> been amazing. It's a great and partner. I've been super, super grateful. And Chestnut Hill was really amazing in yes. putting us together because Chestnut without them, is a, is this amazing. journey could never even happen. Yeah, Joe knows how to match up the right people and the right horses. No, he's just, yeah. it's something he's really good at. For so sure. we just got the, you know, so you know what that means. Time to wrap it up. But yes, the good news is I can get these two New Jersey girls to be quiet just for a minute. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> about that. So we're going to go back after the break. We have another segment uh, with Colby and Jody. We're going to talk a little bit more about the show. And I want to talk a little bit about the breed as well so you can learn a little bit more about Arabians and some of the misconceptions about them. They're such phenomenal, versatile horses. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. And also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapy. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Last segment of the Horse Talk Show for this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet. Thank you to our broadcast sponsor, Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I was just thinking today, last summer, about this time, I was in Idaho. Okay. And I had such an amazing time. I think I need to come back, Larson Hay. I'm Louisa Varden. I've got Jodie Everton, my co-host, back in the studio. And she brought Colby Hernandez with us, who had a very successful show. Actually, it sounds like all her shows have been rather successful. <laughs> for sure. Um, and certainly, Chestnut Hill Arabians um, has paired up uh, horses with the right people that we're just talking about Joe Alberti what a f phenomenal job he does at that and having obviously paired you up with yeah. um, with this amazing horse of yours very very beautiful horse very successful uh, how difficult is it before I ask you any Arabian questions how difficult is it to manage a stallion at a show where there are a number of other uh, horses around mm -hmm. you all the time, right. particularly when you have mares there. And it's a great question. You know, it, had you asked me this before I met Chestnut Hill and Pharaoh and been involved on this journey, I would have said nearly impossible. I wouldn't have touched it with a ten foot pole. Mm -hmm. But um, Pharaoh is really—he's he, the horse of a lifetime. He's unique in every way, and any stereotype that's out there, he's the polar opposite. He's sweet. He's cuddly. He's easy, he's enjoyable, he's manageable. Uh, we go into these classes and we ride the in the flat classes. Mm -hmm. I love that picture. We ride in these flat classes with 25, 30 horses sometimes, mares, geldings, other stallions. He never, he never lets his attention stray from me. He's with me 100%. Even in the lineups, which to me, which yeah. would be the hardest part. For sure. Are those lineups where, you know, I mean, it always happens. You get in the lineup, and then somebody parks their horse right next to you. And yeah. I always think in my head, that must be a mare. Like, I'm yeah. just sure of it. <laughs> right. and, and he never cares. He, he cares more about what I'm doing or what's going on with me. Um, and then, like you said earlier, the, the Chestnut Hill team. I mean, they're so incredible with what they do with these horses and how they manage them that when you go to these horse shows, I mean, you really feel the camaraderie and, and the team effort that's around you. So I'm never on my own to just, you know, work it out but there you can see him working with there's a ton mm -hmm. of different horses this is a huge class he's a hundred percent on me all the time oh yeah he is his attention's with you totally like focus yeah and, you know, the arabian breed is actually the only breed that allows a junior exhibitor to compete with a stallion oh, really? no other registered breeder allows it I except for ours that. yeah and i think you know them in hand is a little different than when you're on them but but this horse and a lot of stallions believe it or not i think you'd find when they are saddled and in their performance frame of mind, they are not thinking the same way they might be as if you know it was breeding season. Right. You know? right. I, no, I mean, certainly they—they they we expect them to be mannerly, but 
we there's just game on and this game correct on, and there's two different there's different game games on. that could yes. be happening here but yes. i think he just i don't know he's a very mindful animal he knows when that Aww. saddle goes on his back he needs to be mannerly and yes. his job is to <laughs> listen to colby not necessarily his equine instincts yeah right <laughs> yeah. well that's good because with the herd instincts horses have you know a horse that's well bonded with an owner or a trainer yes or both becomes part of your herd absolutely and knows when it's time to be that yeah absolutely that horse for, for sure, sure. And, and that's but you know talking about the breed itself and the versatility just i think it was last week or the week before heather reynolds a very good friend of mine and her husband jeremy were in the tevis cup and almost every oh, year right, they win right. it and jeremy won it again on his <laughs> incredible arabian yeah. oh, awesome, and you know awesome. they ride a ton of those arabians in endurance and well, yes. you want to talk about incredibly versatile they're an amazingly they versatile yeah, it's hard to animal. it's hard yeah. to beat that breed and when we were out in oklahoma the horse show for the last 25 years has been the arabian youth nationals generally has about 900 to a thousand horses and my family and i had attended many times and always had just wonderful memories of being there and then when the border closed um we would normally go to canadian nationals in august but there was still some futurities and some different prize money options that they weren't going to be able to run because it was in Canada. So they moved that portion, those portion of the classes, to the youth nationals and created the midsummer nationals, which started last year. And then this year they had 1,500 horses there. So they, it was a great show. It's I a mean, good turnout. very good turnout. And the quality was outstanding. They gave out $30,000 in uh, youth scholarship funds. Wow. Which that's is amazing. a tip. That's on the yearly. That happens all the time, believe it or not. And so you have to come to the Arabian horse shows, get college paid for, I guess. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then there was the Arabian West. Performance Association gave $30,000 to adult amateurs wow. that were competing in the Western Western divisions. And there's a variety of other programs that give out money, but they, it was about about $60,000 just in those two programs. That's amazing. That is great. amazing. And you know, yeah. the Arabian breed, I feel like, does that. I don't want to say more so than the others because Quarter Horse and everybody else does a lot too, but the Arabian Association seems to do quite a lot for their junior riders. For sure. And it's really a beautiful thing to see. I mean, being at Midsummer, it was a great thing to see all the kids and all the kid programs and yeah. everybody just out there and having a great time because, you know, that is really the future. If you, don't sure. put, if you don't put the effort into that, then we won't have a future in this sport. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Actually... And there's just, there's so many different things to do with an Arabian. They're so suited to kids and adults, to beginners, as well as experienced riders. So affectionate. For the most oh, part, absolutely. affectionate. And they, they are a horse, yes, they are a horse that really connects with their person. You know, that's an important piece, I think, of having a successful Arabian is your the person has to be dedicated to that horse. And then you'd be amazed at how dedicated that horse will become to you. That's a gorgeous so horse. Oh, he's but, so wonderful. He is wonderful. But you know, and Colby and how old is he? He's six. Oh, so just he's got years and Yeah, years. he's just That's a baby. wonderful. Yeah. He's just a baby. He's a baby. We got oh. a long time together. He's a baby. Look how well behaved. And he's amazing. amazing. So did you expect to be reserved national champion? No, I, not at all. Especially when I saw the size of all the classes. I was like, well, <laughs> this will be a really good learning experience. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get in there See, and we're going to have fun. Just like the good sport that she <laughs> yeah. is. She's but, so um, but it, I mean, it, it worked out in our favor, and, and I think if it was going to work out in our favor, that was the class to do it, because it, it really is a class that allows Pharaoh to shine, and anytime we really get the opportunity where I can just kind of get out of the way and let him <laughs> be in, it's, it's better, and he's, he's just a phenomenal guy, and he's so chill, and he's always happy and easy-go-lucky and just... Whatever I'm up for, he's up for, and that's he what makes it fun. He's in a gorgeous frame. He's beautiful, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's look so at the steady. Way he carries himself, and yeah, and, and he's proud of himself, and you can kind of see that. Yeah, and that's one of the things I like about the way Joe schools a horse is he doesn't overschool them. He doesn't school the horse out of them. You know what I mean by that? Right. Yeah. He 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 wants them to be that beautiful Arabian that they are. Learn what they need to learn to be obedient. And then he leaves it there. He doesn't. He doesn't drill it down into them, and that shows. He doesn't I feel like pressure the horses. them. No, yep. I, I agree. He lets them be them. If they're being perfect, then it's perfect. Yep, that's good. He's. It's good enough for him. Yeah, it's really amazing. It is. So, what was your reaction when you found out that? You know, when I found out, were I you had surprised. Well, I, yeah, I had no idea that we were getting a trophy. I was just excited that, like, oh wow, we're reserve champions. So I kind of walked in the ring, you know, Pharaoh, and run, <laughs> run up there to go get our photo, and they put the ribbons around his neck, and they hand me a ribbon, and. And then I took the picture, and the guy goes, now you have to go to the office and get one of these. And then they almost couldn't kick me out of the ring. I'm like, wait, I get what? <laughs> Where do I go for this? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm busy. <laughs> and, uh, and then Jody took me, and we, as soon as we walked out of the ring, we made sure Pharaoh was good and, and you know, put up in his stall. And then yeah. we went down to the trophy room. I will say, at midsummer, it was definitely beneficial winning a trophy early on in the week. 
for one, it takes a lot of stress off for the rest yeah. of the day. <laughs> and also, second, is going into that trophy room when it is full was incredible. I mean, there was yeah. hundreds of just trophies and ribbons, and yeah. it looked like Christmas morning. I mean, yeah. it was amazing. That's, that's fantastic. That's, that's always my favorite thing to do when we, on the first day of the show, is I like to go take a picture of the ribbon room before all yeah. that stuff goes out. Because, you know, these are then going to, they will end up dispersed all over the United States and Canada in a lot of living rooms and bring a lot of smiles and a lot of reminiscing for the, for the rest of your life. I mean, so that's we, what we do every time we look at ours at home. For sure. the one minute already. I can't oh, believe it. Gosh. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's nice time. having Colby on. Thank you. Thank you. You're you. sweet. We've missed you too. And um, Danny, Daniela Mogel, that you filled in a couple of weeks so beautifully for Jody. We love you so much. Thanks for coming. We on. admire you so much. And thank you so much for coming to the Hobby Horse Equestrian Games and being with us and making that such a special day. Uh, it's going to be an annual event from now on it's in good. Kayla's honor. And I think that's wonderful. We've had a great show. We'll be back same time next week. We're going to have Tick Maynard, author, eventer, and horseman. Uh, we're looking forward to having him here in the studio with us to chat a bit. And I'm sure we'll get Dr. Kayot back on as well, because we usually do. Managed to catch him <laughs> with a surprise. Comment below on anything you've heard on the show. We'd love to hear from you so we can share that next week. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week.